Welcome to Owning the Masters, a podcast where we discuss business, entrepreneurship, and lifestyle for the culture. I'm your host, Beetle Boss, and I am here with two of my favorite people, my special guests. I have Miss Lakshmi Simone Ray, and I have Eric Saunders here, aka the Green Eyed Bandit. I'm a, oh, over there. Okay. <laughs> there we got the cameras <laughs> everywhere, right? Are we just going to do straight ahead? Uh, we can edit this out later, right? Okay. Got you. Bet. Okay. All right, all right. So I wanted to start off, first of all, just by having y'all kind of introduce yourselves so the people know who you are and kind of what you do. So Lakshmi, I'm going to have you introduce yourself first. All right. Thank you for having me, first of all. I appreciate so it so welcome. much. I'm so, so excited for this journey that you are picking back up. I'm excited. Um, so my name is Lakshmi Simone Ray. I do a multitude of things, but currently I am a music artist, and I do spiritual like drill and trap music. So it's really my way of doing what I feel like the Most High wants me to do, uh, which is basically serving people something that can feed their higher self so we can ascend Amen. out of the matrix. <laughs> Ain't that it? <laughs> Go ahead and interest, introduce yourself for me, Eric. Wow. Uh, Eric Saunders. Um, go by the Green Eye Bandit. Uh, most folks don't understand it. I don't ask for respect. I demand it. And in demanding that, um, I essentially, uh, I'm from Indianapolis, married with three kids, um, a dog. She's a bully. Um, <laughs> and, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I like to go ahead and mention I'm a member of Omega Sci-Fi fraternity. I've not done that in a while. Um, but I say that because one of the most uh, pressing things that's happened to me in my life is losing, uh, reconnecting or staying connected and strengthening my relationship with my father, um, but then only to lose him in, in 2020 uh, to uh, homicide. And so um, it was at, at that moment I just kind of vowed, and I'm still, in, you know, of course, in that process to say, how do I turn that anger, that this rage, and turn it into something positive and productive, you know? Um, but for that moment, I felt like Batman, you know. And my father loved comics, you know, yeah. um, like Glore, and so it was like it was interesting. I saw like a little Joker, um, little toy, like on the on the day of everything that would happen. So. You know, I've been able to find myself as a host, uh, a host like such yourself, hosting live events, um, emceeing, uh, goodness gracious, co comedy, uh, acting, and um, yeah, and just recently um, started up Stages and Pages LLC with my wife publishing, um, where we have uh, youth books, poetry books. So that's the point. Shout out Eddie Locks and the Three Pants. Yes. Sugar Cream Pie and uh, and me. Yep. And um, oh goodness, Wildflowers. And, and so we're gonna have all those links. <laughs> yeah. So um, and then we got Me and Pieces coming out uh, as soon as we get that out. So. Yeah. And don't let it don't let it get lost on you that he's talking about all this stuff is new. Eric really been out here for years. Okay. He he all really right. been you know out what? here. I appreciate he that. He really been out I, here. Yeah. I'm going to for a very long time because when it comes to this conversation and what I'm seeing going on in our and it's great to meet new folks it really is and I say that because before you know we was going on I talk about what I've gathered from the elders my first time performing was at Cafe Kumba yeah 
which is, you know, 30 plus years running uh, yep. one of the original poetry spots Where here. In, um, right here. And I say that because it's moved. Like if I could tell you where it's at right mm, now, gotcha. I can't. T- I can't tell you like at press. Like it, it, that's where we was at. Was on Boulevard off of 40th yeah, Boulevard. Yeah. But we talking about it was at the Omega Center. It was. Oh, at, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Omega Center that was on Sutherland. Yeah. Off. Of, um, and then it was at Big Fellas, which was off there off of uh, Fairfield in College. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying. So it's just like it's been a group of people, uh, literally a consciousness that has spread throughout the city in a time where art wasn't art and like that poetry wasn't. Poetry like that, you can oh, Harlem, New York got it, uh, L.A. got it, Atlanta got it. Nap has it. Yeah, Nap been has having ha- it. Nap been having it since Indiana Avenue. Since yeah, you know what I'm saying before, before, and so being able to have rubbed elbows with those folks at the age of 18. Yep. And mm-hmm. then going to IU and then doing some poetry there and just then leaving, coming back when I left, came back to Indianapolis. It was Alan Emergy, January York, Gabrielle Peterson. Um, so many uh, poets that people are like, you don't know them, know them, but like we got twenty years relationship when it was just like, yep, we was just doing it. And and um, if you ever ride down Thirty Eighth Street, right there on Central, that little little box right there, that was called Midtown Midtown Cafe, where where mug used to be jumping every Sunday. I had my first feature there with eclectic yep. poetic feature Nas Khalid and. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness, Nas Khalid and Shanette uh, Byers, we met in IU. We were called Eclectic Poetic because we had poetry, we rap, we were we had a band, we had visual artists, we had a photographer, and all that was going at the same time. Yeah, and that's when visual wow. artists were not a part. Mm-hmm. So when I see it, when I tell you, when I see everything, it's merging going full and everything, circle. I'm just like, hmm. I can kind of sit back in my OG self yeah. and just like, I, I know. I started that movement. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. We got something to do Absolutely. with this, and that's okay. I don't have to and boast. And I love that. I don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to boast, but you to. still. I don't want to, but I, like, I, w- I do it so people can respect context. Yes. Right? Um, and and it's because it's, 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 li- it's liberation in context and yeah. understanding what came before because, like, as we were discussing, we seem so lost. Yeah, you know, and and since some small was talking about the matrix, bringing folks, it's so beautiful. I'm glad you said that. I've been, I've been having that conversation with people for weeks now. Just like, yeah. mm-hmm. are you noticing matrix vibes? I know I'm noticing definitely. matrix vibes. Definitely, definitely. Vibe, you know, so I'm a little chatty right now. Go on, take the mic. Back. No, you know, no, you good. <laughs> you good. You good. I love so. to hear it just because, like, that's kind of why I'm glad we get to have this conversation because, mm-hmm. like I said. Eric be trying to be humble, but he really been out here in the yeah, art community yeah. for a, a while. And Lakshmi's been doing it for about a year in the music space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she acts and yeah, act, models and model. does all I that. I started mm-hmm. off doing that um, after high school. So I didn't go to college. I didn't continue my education because I feel like my mama went to school for the both of us. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? She's a, a doctor. So, you know, I didn't really have to like I was with her the whole time she was going to school. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like I picked up on a lot of, um, you know, just the knowledge that she got along the way with that. Um, but like you were talking about, like when when you have a, a foundation in something just to kind of like you said, it's not necessarily to, to, to brag on something. It's just to explain 
you know, like this is where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. So like mm -hmm. I do spiritual music because I've been this person all my life. Mm -hmm. You know, nothing against people that are new to their spiritual journey or, you know, whatever that might be. But I literally have always been this way. Yeah. So um, and I like the I fact that about. people are stepping out into that because mm -hmm. I'm kind of sandwiched in the middle. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people from my little part of the generation we kind of closed off and it was kind of like a hamster wheel yeah. and there wasn't a lot of people that was willing to really step out and be their individual selves I think it's a fear so the fact that people too. it is mm -hmm. it was a fear-based thing so we're kind of sandwiched in the middle like eric and i are close to the same age like there weren't a lot of people doing what they did right back when we were younger like right. yeah there was a very small cohort and i right. see it more now like mm -hmm. there we went to an event the other day um hill indy shout yes. out to janessa the messenger but amazing. just seeing like people get together mm -hmm. and like be on the same wavelength of this like healing journey and combining art with healing and yeah. creativity and things like that i like i love to see this movement yeah that was great mm -hmm. the, yeah. the topic was this um, was saturday right from this was what two was two weeks ago yeah. oh, okay. about yeah. two weeks ago and the topic um shout out to uh Fire phillips he brought the the whole like you know stage for it uh, to be talked mm -hmm. about because he's been on his own journey for healing his childhood trauma yeah it was like childhood trauma was saying about um uh, bishop sarah jakes that she was talking about like how there's literally like you know scientific methods that go mm -hmm. in with some of the like religious terms and how you can bring those together and that's what he noticed is that there are patterns and things that stemmed from what he's still doing today that stemmed from certain moments yes. in his childhood and then he carried that with him the whole time yep. into thinking that's like who he is now and yeah. then he had to like relearn himself yes. and that's something that we all have in common that's something that know? we literally all have in common it goes back mm -hmm. to what what you were just talking about as far as like the somatic healing, like Dr. Anita Phillips was kind of mm -hmm. going into like the combination of faith based along with that somatic healing. So we are getting more of a spiritual like knowledge. Yeah. I think a lot's happened over the last few years that have brought us kind of to that. Mm -hmm. But we also understand that, OK, it ain't just pray it away. A prayer away, well, make the devil, get the devil away. Yes. He's taking this anger and this grief and he's turning it into something that is being transformed into a passion. Yes. Of anger. Yeah. You know, that's literally along the same lines. Absolutely. You know, that, so yeah, that, that was that was my affirmation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I said, uh, OK, I have anger. I said, but does the anger have you? And, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and then lately I've been I so look at like. Uh, Bruce Banner and the Hulk. Okay, you're going to get a lot of comic metaphors up in this bad boy. Like, me and, <laughs> me and Pops, we was, on, we was on this before the movies came out. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So it was just like, but it makes sense in that here you got this guy that when he flips out, all you got to do is tap him. And they say, you know, I'm a ball of rage. Ah. Mm -hmm. But then when they realize that the strength comes when if you fast forward, that, that this Hulk being the, to the point where He's all the way out of this world operating just in this Hulk self. But then when he comes back, even after that Hulk anger got humbled by somebody stronger, older, wiser, Thanos, <laughs> Hulk, 
Hulk, mean, even mean Hulk didn't even want to come out no more. Yeah. Mean Hulk eventually had to submit himself back to Bruce Banner to when they was just like kind of one. Now, we don't know the process, but that to yeah. me was like that was the, That's the, it. the direction That's to the where perfect you, went. Metaphor. you saw this process yeah. to where this person, I'm still me, but I'm Hulk out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so like for me like that's what happens next so i was like imagine how you've known eric with poetry and host da, 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 and but sometimes i get out there and i just hulk out yeah but imagine if it's all together now with the poetry imagine if it's all together now with the comedy yep. now you know what i'm saying i got mentors and folks in my ear just like why don't you do this Check in. can you come over here to do this can you come over and do this i'm like okay but now you can talk about that difference between fear of failing or fear of success oh that's because a huge one. like i said when yeah. this take it as you want i've had green eyes all my life people have been in my face all my life <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you have you i've been told i'm beautiful yeah. right here all my life in other words <laughs> I'm yeah. tired of being objectified. This <laughs> <laughs> other day, I'm serious. I'm like, this no, so other day, somebody was just like, "You have beautiful eyes," and walked away. And I said, "I have a name." Okay. <laughs> I was like, "I have no, a name." No, for real. <laughs> for real. But but if you know what I'm saying, oh. yeah. But if it's <laughs> <laughs> but if it's on the other foot, you yeah. have beautiful breasts. You dog. Yeah. You you, you, right. you ain't you womanizer. Right. You toxic masculinist. Yeah. You this that mm. another. But if I say. You tell me you got pretty eyes and I smack you. You Jezebel. Yeah. You woman of the night. <laughs> then you, you then that's toxic masculinity. You, know what I'm saying? you toxic woman is. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Goodness. You know what I'm saying? So, but I then mean, I feel yeah. that though. Um, mm-hmm. I really do feel like we are so much more than our physical outward appearances. Because for one, that's something that none of us can really control. You can't control mm-hmm. it. We mm-hmm. were just born into with whatever the is the societal societal standard of beauty. I don't like I don't like people in my face all the time. Mm-hmm. So when people are like, yes, you 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 you're so social, so so that I don't want to be an asshole. I'm going to say you thank set you, you know what I'm saying? but it's like, mm-hmm. so imagine Ooh, that like having home. that feeling mm-hmm. and now you're around the whole world, da, 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 you know, again, it, that clear objectification and, and I'm yeah. married and I'm with kids, you know, I got kids, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, I'm, if I don't have nothing else, mm-hmm. but my marriage and my children, that part yeah. is fine. Yeah. Right. If, 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 if I don't, you don't see me on the grand stage using every bit of talent I have, you know, yeah, you want to use all your talents. But I also can spend that time making sure I yeah. usher that into my children. I was about to say. And I'm fine. Yeah. Because, again, like, what am I, what do I really need to do this for? Am I doing this for vanity's sake? Am I doing it for yeah. the ambition? Am I doing it to glorify God? Yeah. Right. And that was kind of my hesitation you know? with even right. doing this platform again because I, too, I am very private. I have admitted lately publicly that I do struggle with social anxiety. Mm-hmm. And it is bad. <laughs> as social as I may seem, like on social media, but I, social media is different because you can be social by yourself. Right. Like I could be social in a room with nobody in it but me, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I can put it down when I get too overwhelmed, and mm-hmm. I can turn my phone off. Right. When, like you said, when you're in a room with people, it's different mm-hmm. because you can't turn it off. I can't control who walks over here or who says, "Oh my God, you're so beautiful." Or do I know it? Like. I can't control that, and yeah. it makes me lock up and go mm-hmm. into a shell. I understand. So as that I grow though. the platform, I'm like, okay, that means yeah. I'm gonna have to be out here more. Mm-hmm. Am yeah. I ready to be out here? Because then I, I really gotta oh face my, my social anxiety, you and it's the same things that I it's do. It's crazy though, because I also believe it or not have social anxiety. I've not always been a social yeah. butterfly. I was very introverted for a large yeah. part of my life. Yeah. 
and I like to be on the stage because I feel that there's a separation. Right. Definitely. You know what I mean? That's yeah. part of how I handle my social anxiety. Is I, I'm like, I get well, that. Y- right. You know what I mean? So I I'd rather have be, like, have a little mm-hmm. bit of some separation where I don't have to, like, be in the midst. And then, mm-hmm. like I was telling you, I'm, like, like, you'll say you'll kind of, like, shut down and get quiet. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, the opposite. I will go you'll and literally talk it. to strangers <laughs> because I'm just, like, okay, I need to... You know, I could just feel yeah. myself about to be like, okay, I'm about to go. I'm gonna leave. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let me talk to somebody. So I'll go I talk to somebody. I will be so far in the corner. <laughs> that's still my social anxiety. Yeah. Though. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just comes out that way instead As opposed of like, to yeah, I like go the outward opposite. with it instead of inward. Mm-hmm. But it's still yeah. a social anxiety thing. So I get that, and yeah. I think that, like you were saying, I think a lot of that could come from like the fear of success. Mm-hmm. Because, again, like you said, you can be on stage. Like, I'm okay with hosting. Mm -hmm. Public speaking, hosting, podcasting, Mm -hmm. those things do not make me nervous at all. Because I don't have to be vulnerable. Literally, I am here for somebody else. It is a vulnerability. But I had to do a pageant last year. Yeah. Level with people, and you're like, ah. But when I did it, I had to do a pageant (laughs) last year, and I'm the contestant. So a part Mm -hmm. of doing a pageant is you have to showcase yourself in the best light. Yeah. So it was all about me. So I'm on stage Mm -hmm. and talking about myself. Mm -hmm. That was the most vulnerable I have ever been in my life i did my poetry Ooh. on stage nobody even knew i wrote poetry okay yeah. you wrote poetry? nobody nice. <laughs> I didn't know that. nobody well, knew i, I wrote poetry no i got on yeah. stage and i did a poem wow with my daughters it's like called a letter from my right daughters yeah, no i'm not gonna right do, right nope okay. it'll never hit the light of day okay. Okay. i got one you i do mine <laughs> and you do yours <laughs> you gonna give us the poetry yeah. before you leave i can't though i, I might but you gotta do yours <laughs> i gotta do mine i do mine i do but yeah, I had to I had to get up on stage and do that, and it was it was very vulnerable for oh, me. It took a lot. For you it to took a lot. Out so much so that there is video footage, mm-hmm. and my pageant sisters laugh at me because I won't watch the video footage. I've never you seen any of. No, it was over a year ago, and I won't go back and watch it. What? I've never seen it. Yeah. I don't want to see it. That's wild. <laughs> and, and that's, and, and, okay, I'm glad you said that because. I feel like for me, like I said, being as long as I have, it's almost like playing football. When we play football, you got to watch film. You got to see what you did in, in, or any sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, but even with like poetry, it's like, I don't know what it is, but I'll perform and I won't go back and watch it. And I've had some sense where I was like, ooh, I, I hope they got that recorded yeah. because I know that at that moment something came over me and I, and I was like, this is how I capture the room. This is how mm-hmm. I do command that it's attention. And I, and I say that because, you know, man, as poets, and so I'm, uh, this is my point where I'm going to shout out to my local uh, fellow spoken word artists and poets because um, we'll be in spaces now where, and again, shout out to people who are doing new things and doing different diverse things. But oftentimes you might have an event and then you'll say, well, Oh, we need some poets. We need, can we throw a little, a little poetry in there? Notice that ad, ad, adjective, little. A little. <laughs> you know, just to kind of say, you know, that uh-huh. I said, man, listen, sprinkle. I'm going to say this to any, everybody. And um, poetry is made to be heard and felt, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. just something to fill an agenda and, or, yeah. or uh, to just 
like you at a, a circus or something like that, you know, when you're just walking along, oh, there goes a poet over there. Mm -hmm. Look at him. He's just pouring from his heart. Mm -hmm. Drink up. You know what I'm saying? But I say that because we've been in sets where, you know, people still moving, uh, music, you know what I'm saying? Just like da da da, and everybody just, you know, but it's thing. just kind of like it, it, it's, it stems an intimacy between human connection. And so, yeah, you got to set the atmosphere. Definitely. And, and, and that, so, again, as we, we, if we're tying it back to owning the masters, I think with anybody's craft, you got to understand the ins and outs, the, the boundaries, and, and how this actually, th how this works. It just can't, you I just don't throw this stuff all together mm -hmm. and everything, you know what I'm saying, and call it gumbo. Yeah. Especially <laughs> poetry, because like poetry not. is people <laughs> pouring their hearts out. Right. When you're doing it's poetry, like when. When I write poetry, it's usually w because I'm in a space of, like, high emotion right. that I'm releasing. So when I'm writing my poetry, it's because it's whatever was written on my heart. I needed to write it on the paper. Yeah. Not because, oh, you know, I'm just agenda. doing it because I got something to do. Yeah. No, like, usually when, I, when people write poetry, it comes from a space of emotion. So you have to be aware of that when you are encountering, like, anybody's art. Mm -hmm. what did Erica say she said keep in mind I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about mm -hmm. my sh because right. art comes from the depths of your soul when you're mm -hmm. creating anything mm -hmm. it comes from your soul mm -hmm. and people that are outside of that or, or don't create I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> you missing out but like people that do create understand that and I'm glad you said soul from my healed soul from my broken soul that. from my ghetto soul mm -hmm. from my gentrified soul from my uh, a systematic so for my welfare so you know what I'm saying so it's mm -hmm. not like bars bars always <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying but it's like because we get to judging everybody but it's like where my soul has been through ain't been the same place where your soul has been through but yeah. I can shut up because my soul has told me like listen to that person mm -hmm. listen to hear feel where they coming from mm -hmm. you know uh, we just I hear the soul judging yeah. on, on, on the internet Ain't that a, crazy? It's such a judgy time it in is, a time where folks oh, got tired of being judged wild. by the generation before. And, and then, then we turn I, around yeah. and do it to each and other. We come constantly. Am I right? Well, and, it's and so and weird to me. I try not to ever, like, not saying I've never been judgmental before, but, like, I have had to check that because I'm like, you know, who am I to judge anybody for what choices they make? I don't know what they've been through. I don't know, you know, mm -hmm. what goes on at their core, what they mm -hmm. think about, what they have to deal with on a daily and then ultimately, I think about how if we are to be judged at the end of our lives by the ultimate creator, the most high God, whatever you want to call it, I, I don't, please forgive me. Don't judge me. You know what I mean? Mm. Please forgive me. So who don't, am I? Like, who are we to judge? Who are we to judge? Because I really hope that the most high has more grace for you than you've given to other people that by the part. judgments that you've put on them. That you part. know, because I want to be forgiven mm -hmm. for all my mishaps. I'm sorry. I know I'm not perfect, but like, don't, yeah. don't, don't condemn me. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> That's the ultimate definition of love to me. Like, you can't mm -hmm. love and forgiveness go hand in hand. And grace is an action. And grace, yeah, right. it's it an is. Action. Oh yeah, I worked mm -hmm. in I worked in a charter school, so I know Grace had to be an action. Mm -hmm. That, <laughs> but like, because you were seeing them all. In a world yeah. where people like 
will sit up and judge because we live with the internet the way it's set up there's mm-hmm. the spectacles and the spectators we talked about that yeah, yeah. talk yeah. about that so the spectacles would be us putting ourselves out there being vulnerable putting yourself up on stage because the people that are the spectators are professional judges <laughs> like they mm-hmm. they judge tear stuff down they don't do anything they don't create anything but their job is to tear stuff down break it apart see what they did like, what they didn't like, what they would have done better, but they're not actually going to do anything. But that's just, mm-hmm. that's their job, yeah. you know? So we have to remember that when we put ourselves out there, that that's what, that's what they do. They plan they role. in the place of the internet, people feel so free to be able to do that because they feel like they're faceless and nameless mm-hmm. and they can just say, you can read people's thoughts. Yeah. Because they're saying the things they would never say to your face, but they will that, type them out in the comments. And yeah, the internet like, no, has given, right. and the internet like, has right. really given us license to kind of be in everybody else's yeah. business. Mm-hmm. So therefore, people automatically feel like they're entitled to your space. Right. And like, like you said, there's a, a level of judgment, mm-hmm. but like, when you put yourself out there like that, it's to be expected. Yeah, that's gonna like happen. you said. Yeah, you know? it's they doing their job, and you just gotta like not pay attention to it, brush it to the side, and keep yeah. on, you know, doing what you're doing. Or like you, you know said, that. transmute it, yeah, yeah. and turn it Which, into art, like Summer yeah, Walker yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Summer Walker, she is the epitome of transmute some negative energy. She did a whole album with her baby daddy's music on it that they broke breakup music to him. With all of his tracks, Ooh. let's like to me that was a flex. Yeah. Okay, now that's Summer Walker. <laughs> Do they have that on the CDs? I still, I'm a CD. <laughs> No, you have to download it. CDs no more. No. Okay, it. but see, at what point in time are they going to treat it like vinyl? And when they make a comeback, oh, it's coming. And like I said, as long as I got a CD but player you know in my car, <laughs> I don't think CDs are going to make a comeback. No, I feel nah, like everything because it. In the sound, just the sound quality, you get a different kind of sound quality on vinyl that you don't get on a CD. It's like plastic. It's a nostalgic thing now. People get vinyls just kind of for like the aesthetic. But it's the sound quality. Like the the sound on vinyl was richer. So now we're trying to create that with the spatial audio. Mm. It's trying to recreate that rich vinyl sound that you would get back in the day when your grandparents had them big four foot speakers in the living room. They were using instruments too. That's one thing that's missing is people have these something like that live feeling in yeah. Like, and, and, yeah. nothing, and that's not broke it's not it's I coming back I compliment what you said though you just said something about me of an episode of Black Mirror hmm. you know Black Mirror that was on mm-hmm. Netflix mm-hmm. it was I an episode where they I think you see you, the spectacle and the, and the spectator or yeah. whatever like that was an episode I think the brother from Get Out uh, was on and they oh, and I they was on that, that bicycle, way, but I know what you're and then he, they worked. His, he worked his way out, and then it was just like, uh-huh. "Wow, you want so much to be on the other side mm-hmm. to be the spectacle, mm-hmm. but then it's almost like be careful mm-hmm. because then you'll become a slave to that that Absolutely. spectacle, and to Let's where you can't even that. get away. And that's why, like, that's another reason why I kind of pace myself. Because like with, with this, that, and I'm glad my and role models. And too, because you feel like <laughs> I gotta get on the other side so I can not have this pressure, mm-hmm. you know, from this anxiety, this social anxiety. But like you said, then you get over there and you find out like I'm more vulnerable than I ever was. Mm-hmm. Well, that's now why I, I said go hide. back to the, my elders mm-hmm. and the OGs. And like Mari Evans told me, as I'm sitting at this table with you, I sat down with Mari Shout Evans. Shout out Mari lunch. Evans, our next door neighbor. You know neighbor. what I'm saying? Like, and it was just one of them things. She, I saw her walking mm-hmm. by. I ran down the hall. 
They say, mm. are you Mari Evans? Like like a little kid would say, are you Drake? Are you this? I'm like, no, Mari Evans. And, and I said, can you please tell me what I have to do to be a successful poet? What she tell you? Just write? Just keep writing. That's the, that was her advice. Just so I grew writing. up next door to Mari Evans. Right? Yeah, I grew right. up next door yeah, to her. Just like keep writing. That was always what she would tell us. Who have been connected with this person? Who yeah. just said, and, I, and, and she's the reason I I write. Yeah. Literally, mm-hmm. like as a child, like my stepmom would always buy me journals, but I had an affinity for writing, and she noticed that I would always read. All the other kids be outside playing. I'd be sitting on the porch with my books. Mm-hmm. So she, at some point, I was maybe about ten. She's like, "Come on over here." She would give me books to read, and she always told me that same advice. Me and my sister, like, how do I become a better writer? She said, "Just keep." Right. That was always yeah. her advice. And just keep know, writing. Just and, keep yeah. doing. And, and if you want, you it's guys want to find advice. her now, she's on the mural downtown. Yeah. The black wow. lady that's downtown, that mural. And, and it's crazy. Uh, the rebel, when I die, I'm sure I have. Is that the one a, on Mass Ave? Huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one on Mass oh. Ave. That's her. Wow. Yeah. Yep. I so was just asking, me and my mom were down there at the taco place. And who is that? Who is that? Um, yeah. And we so now like, you're getting your that? answer, right? Yeah. Whoa. So look, that's the whole she conversation. Was for, that's a conversation for the movie Limitless, oh, <laughs> to where it's just like manifestation. You ask, mm-hmm. you ask the question, mm-hmm. now you're and now oh you're getting gosh. the answer. I love that. With people that were directly connected, people are directly connected. Yeah, like the why method. Speaking of affirmations and things like that, asking yourself why. Sometimes when we use affirmations, we say I am this, I am that. And then that's in your right brain, your creative mind. Your left brain, the logical mind, is like, girl, no, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Give, show me the proof. Show me the proof. Mm-hmm. But what you need to do is say, why? Why am I so successful? Why do I have 15 I properties? That. Why do I make you know $20,000 a month, whatever, whatever? And then your logical brain scrambles to come up with answers for that, which now shows you the pathway to get to, to where you to want. To get to where you want. Yeah. I love that. So right, I just had to throw that in there because you were saying about mm-hmm. the why. Because I asked, "Who is that?" Mm-hmm. and got the answer. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Look, look that's, that's old school secret, now, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah we, we tied and it's in Napoleon the Hill. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it says, you I know, ask that and you I shall am. receive. Yeah. You ask mm-hmm. the question and you will receive the, the answer. answer. So yeah, that's I love wild. That. <laughs> What's the thing? I am who I am. I love that. You know, um, nice. But no, it's that's that's definitely like I'm I'm glad that you you brought us here for because exactly what you said that mm-hmm. was my conversation mm-hmm. riding down the street the other day like I am that and then I'm like I said why don't you have the crowd say I am I am that I am I am that I am mm-hmm. beautiful I am that I am that's what God said when that. somebody said I am who are incredible you, I I, you know what I'm saying yeah, so I'm it's just like I, I don't know man it's 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 almost like to the point where the code of love, the code of healing has to really amplify and grow because the code of evil and the code of cowardice <laughs> and people call the it don't fear. you want to call it snitch, don't snitch. At some point in time now, it's just straight up cowardice. But even still, we're, we're playing with a flawed justice system. I know that. Yeah, yeah right? absolutely. Got yeah. you. But some point in time, we got to take ownership of our decisions. Mm-hmm. That and, goes back and to that childhood right. trauma healing. And, you know, and just like understand, mm-hmm. like, and, and just taking ownership over the situation. I've been in so many different mm-hmm. tables here lately. I'm just like, there are so many points of influence here. And now it's like, it's cool. We got a black store on the east side. 
mm-hmm. you know, and I was just like, and I met with pastors last week, and I met, you know, with these folks last week, and I met with these folks, these, everybody's network. I'm just like, what is our one collective goal that we can say that we can influence as a community? Not saying, well, the government needs to do it. We mm-hmm. need to decide whether Joe or, or Shreve's going to do it or the city council going to do it. But it's like, at some point in time, like, hey, community, we got this fun. We're going to do some uh, psychological uh, attacks at psychological and attacks. And I feel like us. that's Let's where get some we billboards are. and just say, I am that I am. Let's get some no, billboards really and say, right. cowardice, killing is cowardice. Let's get some billboards that'll make people start to subconsciously mm-hmm. ingest this mm-hmm. information without even knowing that. No, you're you're being counterattacked. No, you know what for I'm saying? Real. Like we already know that we, we are a lot of us, especially people of color, are systematically jacked up. Except I gotta put this little extra layer and I gotta put this morpheus in your way or so to no, speak. No, for real. To let you know that you are the one. You know what I'm saying? That you gotta that's get up I'm out of this. And I mindset. feel like that's what we're getting you know what I'm to in our Like if we know where people space. are at. Mm-hmm. We got to be this hyper strategic mm-hmm. in terms of the oh, messages that get to people. That's what mm-hmm. I do with I my know. music. That's why I say I do spiritual drill. But music, tell him music. like the tell him the yeah, break it down. Yeah, break down <laughs> your because she's so Simone's a Virgo. I'm already vibing with you yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> like, she's like, a Virgo, uh, but she's very intentional about her music. So I'm explain to them like you said she about to sing something right now. Forty in the ears. I didn't. <laughs> Ha ha. Bars, bars. I hear you. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But basically, I'm extremely intentional about the way that I notice that people consume music. Mm. So I'm intentional about the way that I create it because I know that for me, especially, I really just made the type of music that I would want to listen to. Because I know that there's (laughs) religious music, there's spiritual music. I listen to mantras, you know, stuff like that. And it's all very, very high vibe, very airy, you know what I mean? Very light. And that sometimes is not what reality looks like to us because things can be very dense and very real and very heavy, mm-hmm. you know? So I use beats that somebody would hear, somebody talking about killing the ops or, you know, trapping mm-hmm. out the back door, you know, ruining their communities and like killing drill their beats. brothers. Yeah, stuff like that. I use drill beats and trap beats, but then the subject matter in the words, I'm so intentional about every single word that I say. So, and like you said, it's it's my way of imprinting in the subconscious what I want people to mirror instead of mirroring, you know, like a lot of the, no offense to a lot of the female rappers out here, but they make prostitute music. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They, they say, you don't give it up, let's give you a dollar. Boom, boom. They don't talk about love. There's like, no, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's no like feeding other people and loving other people. It's just about me, 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 and I'm this and I'm mm-hmm. that. And, and this is know, what I can do for you under the covers. And that affects people. <laughs> Look at how it literally has been affecting our communities, our people, the youth. You know what I mean? It affects mm-hmm. their mindset so heavily. So I'm like, okay, if y'all like to listen to this type of music, let me do the same type of flows, similar cadences, but what I'm talking about is totally different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm extremely mm. intentional about the way that I put it together. She so does it can affirmation music. Mm-hmm. She puts music. That's the name like of my first EP is uh, Talk Pretty to Me, yeah. affirmation music. Yeah. And Talk Pretty to Me just means, like, say beautiful things to yourself, you know? Put affirmations in your auric field. I explain what an auric field is and how to clean it and how to put your good affirmations in there and, and you know, just how to – Get your higher self to take a hold instead of your body taking a hold of your mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. You know? 
I'm, yeah. That's why I so love her music. It's a, a somatic experience, mm-hmm. but it's I also got an ice cream problem. Thank yeah. you. I <laughs> but exactly, because your your body likes that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But is it good it for, for you overall? Man, listen. That's that's what happens when you grow up on a toxic Sesame Street. When oh when your role model just eats cookies for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> no uh, reason. Just cookies, cookies. I told myself I would not eat cookie, but and I'm just like, what he where, what, what's down in there? That's okay. Like, you but you gotta go to Grassland. Dude had a whole right. penthouse up underneath that trash can. No for real. So, <laughs> No, he had a whole penthouse, and then it was a whole, it was a portal to another universe. Did you watch Elmo and Grouchland? No. Yeah, it was a whole. Watch that. Yeah, it was a his his trash can was a whole portal to a whole another universe that had grouches in it. Yes. Wow. It was a whole Grouchland. He wasn't just up underneath the lid the whole time. That don't make no sense. He was too smart just to be right up underneath the lid. That dude move around. That is deep. So yeah, we were you got talking about it. things being more than the outward appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And Sesame Street was that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that Fraggle was Rock. That's the whole world behind whole the rocks. Whole world mm-hmm. behind the rocks. Uh, 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 Smurfs. Uh, uh, Smurfs. Let's Smurfs. talk about Smurfs. A whole no- but let's talk about uh, um, God, uh, Rogers Neighborhood. That dude had a whole. It was a portal. His house was portal a portal, too. Pee Wee Herman. Oh, that was constant portal. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. all kind of stuff going in and out of there. Oh, man. That's hilarious. I mean, like, now that yes. we're looking back at these things, it was like everything we, we watched with was a new portal related. Thundercats, He Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all the way down to the big, comfy couch. <laughs> yeah, Barbie, no Jim. See, that's that's interesting. Mm-hmm. You, I, yeah, yeah, like, you, you didn't watch Jim. You don't know what I'm talking about, do you? I know Jim and the... Uh, Jim and the... Um, what's the name? With the sparkles on their face. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, anywho. She just touched her earring and turned to a whole other person. Mm-hmm. Right, it's an interesting right. time. Yeah. yeah. And then they wonder why we are the way we, Wait, are. we are. Like this... We really were... We yeah. were raised to be esoteric. I said we... Yep. They created yeah. this generation. Like yeah. was. We was all screwed we, up. We are. We lived in your comics. We lived in your imagination, and then here we are. But then they had clubs for kids. Club, look, man. I, I was just talking the other day about. We always used to go to Club Two Thousand One. I went to the Junction. The <laughs> Junction. Oh my gosh. Not anymore. So we had actual clubs. nightclubs. Mm-hmm. So our parents complain. Oh, y'all party all the time. We had nightclubs. What club? For, for middle and yeah, high school, yeah. under the under you, eighteen we was out club, there in we was out here. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I did used to go to see uh, money and baby Dookie's parties. These weren't nah, house nah, parties; these, these, these were like actual clubs. Venues. This club, yeah, two thousand one, was like, like under Omega Center. Parties. Do you remember yeah, the little parties they used to have at the Omega Center? We had lock-ins. No, we had clubs. We had the rink. Yeah, the rink was pretty much a club. It was. Like how people bring yeah. everybody skate. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. but that was definitely ninety, like the nineties. Mm-hmm. We was on the east side rink. The mostly. east side, we was on. I'm a west, west side, side but I was on the west east side rink, rink. <laughs> and we <laughs> were skating. Then we, we would, would dance go and to the rink during yeah. the day. But, but here's the uh, thing: back it then, was a thing. those guys when we had, it was so intentional. It was like our own little dance boogaloo mm-hmm. for those mm-hmm. uh, dance boogaloo. That was a 1980s film boogaloo one, dance boogaloo two. <laughs> Uh, turbo and o- ozone that's where <laughs> that came from uh that pop locking experience but we would dance and a lot of guys who was dancing they would come and they would practice and they would battle and then they would yep. end up 
battling and these guys uh, and StarQuest. StarQuest, yep. Became StarQuest. Soaking wet. Start Soaking wet. Trick or treat. Yes. Uh, uh, soaking off the hook. Off the hook. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Let we, me see. It was a seduction, you know what I'm saying? We had, we had a time. Man, it was that's a little bit. Like you at the yeah, end of StarQuest, though. You man, near the so, so I'm just going to go ahead and throw the date. Like the I'm at 83, you know? I'm 83, you know what I'm saying? And so it was just like, but because we've been born in this time of just constant transition of knowing what it was, seeing how it started, seeing what it's become, but we still got this context, it was like, we're part of this creative flow mm-hmm. to where we can kind of pull from. And now we got You know kids. what I'm saying? Like, to like, okay, we still got to make this adapt to humanity because we knew how humanity operated before. Mm-hmm. And that's our, and I feel kids like that's our job. A lot of people don't know, like, th- I mean, we got to literally say post, uh, pre-internet. Really? Right. And, and as you said, you know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, manifest, manifest. Whatever we say, I'm pretty sure something's gonna come up on my timeline that might oh, be yeah. relevant to our Everything's conversation. Listening. I'm pretty sure somebody's gonna it's gonna be one of them woke I don't commercials. Know what they got going on with the <laughs> algorithm? <laughs> but it's beyond them just tracking your habits mm. and listening to what you say. Some kind of way oh, they have access Ultron to the stuff, auric man. field because how do you know what I'm thinking? That you know what I mean? I yep. literally would. Think I would about think something, something and, it pops and it will pop up, up on my timeline. I'm like, nah, y'all into some other stuff. I don't know what they doing with the uh, the CERN machine, but but I think they got some other I think stuff going on they're, now. They're, they're, it's being heard. Life mm-hmm. is an algorithm, it's all though. Being heard it for is. one, what you're talking about. But then my son said something mm-hmm. the other day. He said, "Daddy, how come it feel when somebody when somebody's talking, it feels like it's breathing on me?" I was like, "It sure does. Like, why is there breath in here?" <laughs> and I'll be telling like, like it's a from? real thing. So we we talk about we've coined the term algorithm. Yeah. And that's why we got to teach our kids STEM and math. I'm about to get into it. Mm-hmm. Because Efficient. life is an algorithm, literally. Yes, like is. that is not it's not by mistake that they mm-hmm. use that particular verbiage because our thoughts they, they always say everything that's old is new again. Right. Human beings think in patterns. They mm-hmm. have figured out the pattern. That's where AI comes from. That's why it seems like and they can predict. They are future. predicting our thoughts. Yeah. But humans think in algorithms. It's yeah. predictable. Yeah. Do you so know that the lady who uh, wrote the Terminator and the Matrix is black? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Did y'all but see that video she put out there some years ago about why she did yeah. those movies? Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. I didn't see yeah. That. I yeah. Check, that, check out. that out. And it was she was just like you watch that clone Tyrone. It's kind oh, of a long. It's, that last night. it's yeah. the yeah. that's the premise. Mm-hmm. But black people have been privy to that, and we forget too. I was kind of getting into it with somebody that wasn't kind of on this level, mm-hmm. but our DNA is a history book. We it literally is. have our ancestors' DNA imprinted on our DNA. So the things that they knew, we knew. And the the powers that be know this, so they try to wash those things out of us. But now we're so much more in tune yeah. that we're kind of getting back to the way that we did things. I like Mensa Musa created the first libraries in education yeah. way back in, what, however long ago he mm-hmm. was in power. But black people have been on this. We st- Science, technology, mathematics, engineering, all that yeah. is in, imprinted in all our of DNA. Our ancestors so were skilled artisans. Art, yeah, that's why all they of were that is imprinted on that. our DNA. Cool they were already that. So we're the healing. That we, we have that. Over this so what way. if we give ourselves that permission to actually mobilize? And I think we're getting we there. Make a shift. 
go out of space. We can. We gonna make. You know what I'm saying? Because like, if you yeah. think about it, we don't even have our to creations have been appropriated. With your spirit, if you know how to meditate, they. But the majority you know I mean? of, of these that inventions too, that do those things do came. We created, and mm-hmm. they've been appropriated, and they put a different face out right, there, right. so that we don't know that it's really us. It be us making the stuff. It's it's art and stuff. look at what that does when you don't know that you know yeah. what I mean when your mind is not aware of we are what so is available powerful. to you then yeah. you just say well that's not because an that's what we've been me. conditioned I'm right like, and it's about to get black people we powerful and mm-hmm. we it's imprinted in our DNA and the more we do this healing mm-hmm. they're afraid because like our generation like you said we are the bridge between the old and the new yeah and I think we're getting it so just imagine. We're just the beginning and look at what's happening all around us on mm-hmm. social media. I see it happening. Events like Heal Indie, the things right. that you're a part of. It's us. And our wrote, generation like, specifically. Have you heard my song, Imagine Ancestors? how our kids going to be. You said the song. Have you heard Ancestors? my song, Ancestors? The one you about to sing Ancestors. right now? Ancestors. I'll, I'll do right a little now? bit from it. Okay. <laughs> so, and I literally was talking about how you can take their lives, you can take their ways. The language is lost, but the message stays because it is so much deeper than it is. words. Yeah. Like, okay, they spoke something that we have no access to anymore, but we know what but we it do. feels like. Yeah. You know what do. I mean? It's imprinted on it's a imprinted much deeper on our level. DNA. Like you said, it's like a history book. That's and it's not DNA. a spiritual thing. Yeah. It is scientifically proven. It's it like it's that's what DNA is. Right. We are right. literally our ancestors. We wouldn't have this dark skin mm-hmm. if it got washed mm-hmm. away. Me this is thousands vibes, and thousands man. of years worth of ancestors. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we live so we have slave DNA, but the mm-hmm. slaves had Mansa Musa's DNA. And to, those to African endure. empires right. and all that stuff is ingrained. That's why we are the only race of yeah. people in history to have survived slavery. Right. Besides the Jews. Right. There's been no other race of people ever in the course of history to ever survive slavery. And we've done it even bigger. Mm-hmm. Black Americans specifically. That's who I wrote the song for was black Americans. Right. Yes. Hey. I say mixed with slave and oppressor. Yeah. Because we are. We are. You know what I mean? But that's, and a lot of that's times, a part of us, especially but it's not everything. I've um, been in circles with, and I don't want to create any division, but this is just my experience. I've been in circles with African people who say, oh, black Americans are so violent. They're so this, they're so that. And I got to thinking about that. And I was like, now, why would that be besides the fact that we've had such a history mm. of, you know, reasons why we should be um, angry and hostile? But some of that has to do with the fact that we are mixed with Vikings. Right. Those are very we are violent different people. We okay? are not African. They were savages. While they were calling mm. other people savages that were living peacefully and minding their business, yeah, look at what That's you did to them. Yeah. Who's really the savage here? Yeah. So, you know what I mean? We but are we not completely African. We are a different species of people. Mm-hmm. Completely. We are separate from Africa. Yeah. We are separate mm-hmm. from European Americans, black Americans specifically are a different race of people. A whole different we are we have a whole DNA strand yep. that's different. It doesn't look like theirs it's or theirs. Mutated. It's yeah. mutated. It's mutated. Like we are the X Men. We literally we're are. GMO. Like, but we have the access. We ha- we have like it's both been manipulated. parts. It's but we GMO. also have access to American resources. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes us yeah. powerful. And the rest of the world knows that. That's yeah. why they try to kill what we have. Like, hold on. Look they at the survive set in place. Oh, we got to stop that. They want all of our young men to kill each other Mm -hmm. and to kill themselves with drugs. They want all of our women to, you know, not marry the men and continue on families, get abortions. Like, all of that plays into the fact that they're trying to strip our people of their power. And meanwhile, we still, even though, like, 
even though we've been through all that oppression, I still see like this healing. I like I, it was a big wound, mm-hmm. and every time I see events like that you participate in things that you do Mm -hmm. and just like even as far as the Kirk Franklin documentary like I just see like a wound being sealed up all over again and I'm like this is so beautiful that this is what we're doing we are healing our community again yeah literally literally that's us run our ancestors out of their towns the the KKK ran people out of their towns and they Uh, covered up the towns they with water and we got yeah. lakes and reservoirs everywhere we like and they, we were never ever told <laughs> that there were full-on communities of black people that were trying to mind their business and live their lives but mm. oscarville you know <laughs> tulsa oklahoma exactly <laughs> Look, you even got into some whole i'm like i'm like this is like <laughs> me and my wife we were watching uh i don't know what's the movie um the dirty d on tubi <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh, stand to me, but they be good. But I was good like, movies, though. I said, man, when we start making all these movies, <laughs> yeah, and it's like, and, and like, I ain't even practicing acting no more. Just going out and being yourself. Yes. <laughs> I was like, that, that don't you sound like you. This the, movie you don't sound week? like you're a different person. They say, you meet me on 38th Street. We're going to book this You want to be in this movie? But I say it's that. It's okay, not even act. You're just going to be. You're just going to be. You're going to be in the movie. So like, I say yourself. that because what you said was, I know somebody who's living, I won't mention it, on one of them uh, lakes you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I brought up, like, briefly Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. And um, what's, what's my guy's name? Michael, um, um, who wrote Get Out? Um, from Key and Peele. Michael. Yeah, uh, yeah Key and Peele. Peele. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that he's using that black sci-fi um, and really using realistic, re- like this is the horror of being black. Being black, you know what I'm yeah. saying? What's uh, it's real? To and, uh, it's really right. horror and for so us it's because it's like we mm-hmm. lived that. You like you lived that, you know? And they wanted that man's eyes. They wanted his soul. They wanted his perspective. They wanted his history. They wanted everything that he saw, so they could make mm-hmm. the art like he did. Mm-hmm. And it's like. So you want the pain without actually going through it, mm-hmm. you know? Like you want the perspective of yeah. the pain, like, hmm. yeah. yeah. Who knew we were so valuable? Everybody but us. Who knew our perspective was so valuable? Everybody but us. You know? We the only ones that haven't been tapped into it. So why don't we because get out wash of it the away. victim metali- mentality and, and I think go we're into learning. a power mentality? I think that's, so that's, I think that's, that's where that's we're headed. It's a transition. We're going in yeah. now. Yeah. That's yeah. the benefit and. There's a benefit in a curse to the internet, and yeah. I think that that's been the benefit of the internet because now that information freedom. can't be gatekeeped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything is public knowledge now. Right. Literally everything, right. the good and the bad. So yeah, as much as we see the Sukis and the sexy reds, we see the Lakshmi's and we see the scissors, and we see I, I love scissors. She a little ratchet. And the summer walkers, but people are really able to put out their true, genuine emotions and how they Mm -hmm. feel and really tell their authentic, real experiences without being shut down. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it's not gatekeep. We don't have Mr. Man at the top saying that's not going to make any money. We're like, all right, bet. I'm going to go spend $600, buy this camera, and and I'm going to do it myself. And my my own A&R. I'm my yeah. own VP, yeah. I'm my own publicist, mm-hmm. yeah. my, and I have to learn everything this industry learned, and I have to learn it on all on myself. That's what made Master P a genius. That. If you really and it talk is a about healing it. thing, no, so. too, because you got to think about the fact that our people did have to put on masks and code switch and act and be and live a certain way for survival. 
back, literally in survival mode. So now that we're I in a place we're coming where out we're of like, it. yeah, we're, we're healing, coming out we're of survival out of mode because mm-hmm. we don't we have the space to be able to do that. Like our grandparents and parents had to live in survival mode. Right. They had to code switch in order to do things. Right. We are in a generation where we have the luxury of not having to do that. We're actually mm-hmm. the, probably the first generation since. I would say since slavery has actually been able to live. There's a difference right. between living and surviving. And we get surviving, to live yeah. through healing. Mm-hmm. And that's like so it's it's and a beautiful thing to right watch like in real surface, time. And we just weren't yeah. able to bring it out because it wasn't safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and like that's, that's the beauty of like our kids. Too. They used to kill people talking about their witches and seers and all no, this other real. stuff. And I'll be like, oh, okay, no wonder everybody wasn't talking about yeah. that. And you can't find a lot of, like, written knowledge about that because they were literally taking people out just for thinking different, yeah. being different. But with that being a, such an authentic experience to those bloodlines that do experience that, it doesn't go away. It doesn't go away. So it comes right back out when you're like, oh, is it safe to come out? But it's been seen this? as okay. bad or evil or it's been churched out. Because we were indoc- churched out, indoctrinated into fear. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up in the church. And Both of my parents yeah. did, though. Yep. And they decided that they didn't want to do that to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That they were indoctrinated with fear. Mm-hmm. So I didn't grow up scared to learn about certain things. Like mm-hmm. when I tell you I studied theology and religions and spirituality all day from all over the world. And I'm mm-hmm. like, there's no way that, that all these people are going to hell. Yeah. Because, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they yeah. believe something different. God is so, so much I bigger I than what we have such a more open heart and mind about that, you know? Yeah. Because God is so much bigger than what we have been relished to believe he is in the church. Mm-hmm. He's huge. We, I feel like church, like, drowns drowns him, like, put, I can't get tries the words out. He tries to yeah. put him, make him small. Yeah. Because it's comfortable. But if right. you really do the research and reading for yourself, mm-hmm. we talk about all the time, Jesus was a gangster. He was a thug for Man, real. they, they like, was a gang, okay? And what he, he said, look, he bro, they gonna the kill me. They gonna kill you for associating with me. Yeah. Like, that's a gang. And he wasn't in the church. He went right to where the people were. Mm-hmm. He spoke yeah. their language. And I and if you are a true, and I'm about to get churchy just for a hot second, but this is why I don't go to church anymore. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like, like I said, it dumbs God down. My mm-hmm. job, my ministry is to go to where my people are. We are all ministers to somebody in some way for something. My job is to minister to the people that are around me first. That could be my kids. That could be my coworkers. And it's not ministry in, oh, go to go to church and come to God. No, it's through healing mm-hmm. and it's through love and acceptance and grace and forgiveness and like showing up for people and being kind that's how i show god that's what jesus did he wasn't he would tell you if you asked well he didn't he didn't tell people who he was until until they asked Mm -hmm. in 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 church so you know this because i'm i've not had a church home per se since maybe 2016 2015 something like that same um Baptized Catholic, raised Methodist, high school Catholic, uh, non-denominational, learned how to meditate at the age of 16, 17 when I said, oh, that was real. Mm-hmm. I'm, I was above my head. Mm-hmm. And That's when why I, when I, said I woke we don't back up, it was, it was like, spaceships it was like I fell back into my body. Yep. You know, and my, and my teacher at, at, at Cathedral had taught me, uh, taught us how to, he was like, that's the teacher who's going to teach you how to go to sleep. Nah, he taught me how to 
get get get. He taught me how to meditate the chakra by releasing every body part, filling it with light, and then breathing into breathing that light into every body part into where I was beginning to taking that 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 image of light and it was just like. My the middle of my head was just kind of going like this. That third eye. And I felt that, that pressure. Eye, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mind you, I'm telling you this. I did this 17. Mm-hmm. All right. And so, and as I'm learning this, it's like I'm the kind of guy who goes into a room and I try to listen to everybody's conversation at one time just so I can practice omnipotence. You know what I'm saying? So I can just be kind of be in all these collective consciousness at one time. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so I say that like, uh, but I, I do tune in to uh, certain folks. Like I said, I, I went to the Potter's house this morning because, you know, it, it, it connected me on, on a metaphysical level. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I tell you why, because I was like, you know, I've messed with T.D. Jakes every now and again. I've yeah. known him since day one. But I ain't going to the Potter's house. <laughs> but right. then, after, like I said, this was after my father died and I was in a high uh, spiritual state. Yeah. To the point where if I right now, boom, this is Victor Glover right now. If you need to holler at me, what's happening? We can go over here. Oh, my gosh, that's scary. And then, you know (laughs) what I'm saying? Because I used to be over there off of college. Then when I was to go over there, me and my cousin, I used to be over at their basement. You remember I used to bring you over here? This was their basement right now. And so then I would bring it over there, have my little. So this is me. Literally, now that's exactly being able to his tap dad lived with us when I was My father's DNA and tap into his memories all at once. Yeah. Because of how he's impacted me in life and through death, we had these conversations. Mm-hmm. People like even family probably y'all really don't know. Family listeners, you really do not know what we took to mend our relationship. That was our last conversation in June, in July. He wanted a Mickey Mouse watch. Uh, I tried to give him a gift card. He took that. He said, "No, you take that. Go get me a watch." I gave him a Mickey Match watch because that's what he loved. Mm-hmm. It was custom. From um, I can't even th- uh, who makes them watches. Um, uh, vi- oh, God. Pandora. No, no, no. Uh, God, what, you remember them big watches he had? Yeah. Got him his customs, customized watch. No, no, no. I, I can't remember. Invicta. Yeah. Invicta oh, watch. Okay. Okay. His name is Victor. Invicta. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um. So I got him that watch. Boom. And I said, Pops, you know, you I know all is forgiven, right? It's like I, I love you. You know what I'm saying? It's That's like so we gotta figure this thing out. And so too. and it was and it was crazy because like I kind of feel like Ray, uh, from uh, uh Claude and Ray, <laughs> Ray when he said they took my they took oh, my yeah. daddy's watch. You know what I'm saying? Like when they got robbed and murdered, they took my daddy's watch. Oh wow. You know, and so it's just like there's a part of me that has to keep that and it's and like I said, because I'm battling with light and darkness. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I just time. got enraged for you. Right, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I said, I have to be able to uh, master and and be able to really actually truly meditate and and exercise and and sometimes I'm tormented, sometimes I spiral, mm-hmm. sometimes I can actually hear his voice, sometimes I talk to my daughter. Even my daughter, her name is Epic. She has she's very talented. She said I had it. Papa was in my dream. I'm like you lying. She said, well, he Cute. she told me that I could look after the family. I'm like, wow. I would see stars. I would see shining uh, stars. But what really got me um, was when he, uh, let's see, you heard the voice, but I talked to a muse. Uh, I'm not a muse. I talked to a, um, folks talk dead people. A medium. <laughs> medium. A medium. Mm-hmm. Called him. 
because um, he had just came to one of the shows I hosted downtown. I said, hey, man, listen, when you got some time, holler at me. Um, I want to talk to you about my father. Um, and he said, okay, well, um, I'll, I'll tell you what, when I settle down, I'm going to go ahead and I'll give you a call. I said, what's up? Hold up. I said, you good? He said, wait a minute. Just somebody's in my car. Came through right then. And I'm just like, <laughs> he playing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this is the part of the, the riff right here. Yeah. And so uh, I was like, uh, he said, there's somebody next to me. He kind of has, he's dressed really nice. Always. And I was just <laughs> like, and he has these black glasses on and like kind of like a brim hat. And I was like, that's the picture of my, of my father on the wall. Wow. And then I said, okay, it could be anybody. It could be my grandfather. I don't know. Hmm. Um, but then I said, uh, he, 